Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 406 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined not today by our favorite Easton native, Willie Saylor. Willie is in Kazakhstan with one Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. and Mark Bader. They just got there. I, I got up this morning. Hopped on the gram. Bader had a little post up. They're already in the venue. Bader already trying to get Willie to try to slide down the <coughs> cycling ramp. Because yeah. Because they're in some sort of a cycling stadium, I learned. Velodrome. And, uh, of course, Andrew Spay can... It's getting uh, in there early. Break it all down for us. To my right, David Bray. So we have rhyming on either side of me. That's right. Glad which is here. always helpful. Provides great balance. And straight away, with the Eagle of Freedom... And the Bronco of rambunctiousness, Stephen Kyle Brackey. Stephen, how are you? Good. What's up, friends? It's good. Everything's good. Everything's good on a Thursday here, FRL time. Okay, quick couple quick updates. Here's what we're going to hit on. Um, I normally don't say this, but here we go. I'll give you kind of the rundown. Soriano situation. It is an Olympic red shirt. We're going to talk about that. 149 tiers. Very excited about that. Iowa's schedule is out. Uh, so a lot to get into. So apparently, we said Nick Soriano's red shirt is not an Olympic red shirt because he doesn't meet the criteria. We thought that because we read the criteria, and the criteria says that was your first mistake. He doesn't meet. That was my first mistake. That is where I messed up. But come to find out, he does have an Olympic red shirt. Yeah. So that's good. And. Initially, I was like, well, what does this matter? This seems like sort of immaterial, whether it's an Olympic or just semantics, right? Um, well, what having an Olympic versus a regular redshirt does, it allows him to not be enrolled for a semester. Whereas if it was a regular redshirt, he, um, he would have to be enrolled in classes for semester. So for that reason, it does make sense and it does matter. So he will be taking uh, an Olympic red shirt. I do think uh, they will give strong consideration to him wrestling second semester, potentially 125, which I am here for that 100%. Yeah. Well, it gives him a time to survey the landscape and see how the, se- you know, the, the, the fall season goes. And if he does feel confident that he can just s- slide right in there and pick up another championship, maybe he does so. Yeah. The Suriano Olympic redshirt feels it feels kind of different than other Olympic redshirts, just in like how seriously he is 
take in the <clears throat> announcement. Like ever since Beat the Streets, he's been like, you know, big news coming. You guys, this is earth shattering. You're not gonna believe this. And so I don't know. I'm I'm curious what that means about how all in he is. Like a lot of guys, when they take an Olympic red shirt, it's kind of like uh, it's like when you're at a restaurant and you're and like ordering off the dessert menu. Like they come around, you want dessert, and he's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, maybe I'll take the Olympic. Maybe not. I've always just jumped right into the dessert. He wants it. Yeah, there's no way. He's all the way in. Yeah. And he doesn't eat a lot of dessert, I'm guessing. Does not look like a big dessert guy. Not a lot of dessert. Not a dessert guy. Not a lot of carbs. Maybe maybe he has some peeled grapes for for dessert. On a a cheat day. Fructose. Yeah. One almond. (laughs) An almond. So, that's... uh, I'm excited for the... I think the freestyle season is going to be so fun. Especially since it's going to be going on alongside, in conjunction with the folk style season. And... Who's in, who's out. And I don't know of any other guys that are going to kind of be the half red shirt, do the Snyder plan, as Willie wants to call it. it. It may just be Nick. What about the Penn State guys? I, The more I, with their schedule, that makes me think more and more. They're like, we can do it. We can do it. We can have it both ways. Yeah. We can win NCAAs this year. We can do our schedule. We can keep our schedule a little lighter so our guys are, are fresher. And... But they'll be entering. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll be doing freestyle and folk simultaneous. I feel like we, it'll be like an endless news cycle of who might be entered what and in what style, yeah. at least through that uh, Olympic team trials qualifying tournament in December. <clears throat> yes. Like, that's going to clear a lot of the, the landscape. Yes. yes so it'll absolutely. be an inter- interesting fall. No, I can't wait. Okay, so that's uh, Suriano. He is Olympic redshirting. I want to correct that. Iowa's schedule is out, and we kind of knew it was awesome, but now we have the whole thing, and it's it's really really great. Stephen Kyle, um, thoughts on the thoughts on the Iowa schedule drop? Well, pretty pissed. There's no Iowa City duels. I knew I knew this was gonna come up right knew... off the top when I saw it. Immediately became angered and didn't look at the rest of it. No, I'm just kidding. Are you going <laughs> to who's number one? Uh, no, I don't think so. Shoot. Well, I I will well. You know what? It won't be a comfortable conversation, and but it I needs will to be a collective thing. Like you need to pull the whole staff in, yeah, and get Bader to speak his piece because I know Bader loved it. Yeah, I know Nomad loved it. I know Willie loved it. Is it is it time for an Iowa City Duels intervention? It might be. Where we're like, the cancellation of the Iowa City Duels has affected me in the following ways. Exactly. There's a free spot in the schedule. They don't wrestle until the 17th. Don't give me that hope. <laughs> yeah, they could. Yeah. They could, th- um, they could throw in co-college and uh, perhaps your, your alma mater, Northwestern. Northwestern College. Would yeah. they be down? Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, go. <laughs> they'll, go. they'll go. I'm committing them right now. Who would you have wrestled? Uh, so Bray wrestled at Northwestern College in Iowa. N-A-I-A. N-A-I-A. You got school. You got I got the letters. This is, the order is immaterial. Yeah, it really – yeah, just nay-I. So who would you have wrestled um, for, for Iowa during your era? Just Metcalf. Oh, really? <laughs> would have been fine. <laughs> would have been fine. That's all a right. thrown to the wolves scenario. That would have been, that could have been all time. It would have been, been fine. Yeah. It would have been fine. Get, well, give us that match prediction. Well, um, I think the, the biggest question is uh, number of minutes it would have taken Brent Metcalf to put me on my back, which uh, I, would, I would put it. I don't know. He kind of likes to cat and mouse a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He'd give he you an escape limber. point. Yeah, I think he's. You know, I think he's got a, like, uh, like in Hoosiers, like no shooting until five passes. He's like no pens until five takedowns. I think. Okay. Yeah. So five. So let's see. Five takedowns takes me. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, early first period. Early first period. Yeah. <laughs> but if five takedowns mean like four escape points, right? Four, you yeah. would appear unrideable for the first minute of that. That's right. Match. That's right. My escape stats would have been through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you want. Like, yeah. The guy with the most escapes is usually the most impressive wrestler on the team. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Most consistent scorer. That's right. Okay. Well, that's good. I would have loved to see that. I'm mad that there's no Iowa City duels, um, and just hoping we can we can bring them back. Um, yeah, it'll please. be our mission. We'll we'll we will confront the Brands <coughs> Brothers, Morningstar, Burhow. Doesn't matter. It's Telford. Like, there's you no get, better you got way Telford. to spend a Friday. I got Telford. <laughs> Telford and Burhow. Guys, this, you're out of line here. We need it back. There's no better way to spend a Friday in November. I think instead of like regular Black Friday this year, it's just going to be morning on the day that would have been that's the, the real that is the real black friday mm -hmm. the uh, the friday that would have had the iowa city duels it comes on at 10 a.m or something really early shed a tear yeah mm -hmm. anywho so it starts bad acknowledge but then it gets really really good chattanooga at iowa state i'm already like looking at flights for that one i will i will be going i cannot wait it's gonna be so so fun um wisconsin princeton midlands then Big Ten, Big Ten. They just only duel Big Ten teams, except for Chattanooga, Princeton, and Iowa State, it appears. And, and Oklahoma State. I was going to oh, say, yeah. scroll all the way down, and we got Biggin. Yes, so they go, listen to this. Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State. All kind of like back-to-back-to-back there. Then Michigan State, Michigan. Fun weekend there, except it's not. Six days apart. Minnesota, Oklahoma State, and then Big Ten. So... Really tough, challenging schedule, and and my question is, will will we have Spencer Lee? Obviously, Spencer's going to make a run at twenty twenty. How much will he be competing? Hopefully, all of it, just because it'll make for more exciting wrestling. So, yeah. looking forward to Iowa season for sure. Hey, uh, you're on the um, schedule that we put out on www.flowwrestling.org. I am. appreciate the page views. Uh, but on the Iowa schedule, there's something that didn't make it onto the Flow mm -hmm. article. Pioneer Showdown. They have branded their match with brand no pun intended against Penn State and called it the Pioneer Showdown. But it looks like just a regular duel. It's a, no, they did it last year. It's didn't just like they? sponsored by Pioneer. Pioneer what is, Seed. Pioneer the speakers. No, no. Pioneer it's like, Seed, man. Come on, get your Midwest you know, on. Tom, man. Tom Brands. It's not the name of the rivalry. It's just like a sponsored duel. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle. You've been a font of information regarding Pioneer. Yeah, you're welcome. Co Coach Brands, they always wear that hat. It's got the, like the little green symbol on it. Okay. He's a big Pioneer seed guy. Yeah, it's a seed company. Is Iowa in the pocket of <clears throat> big seed? Big seed. The whole state, probably. <laughs> this is something that you need to learn, and I'm glad we have our uh, Midwestern expert yeah. here to also fill in some color about Pioneer. That's and right. I see now they actually sponsor right there, the Pioneer logo on the top of the uh, Iowa Hawkeye webpage. All right, that's the uh, seed hour. <laughs> All right, the seeding hour. Wow, if we ever, you know what? Why can't we get a little bit of that uh, pioneer scratch going? We have all these seeding discussions. It is perfect. It, uh, honestly, Pioneer, you can get a lot more bang for your buck. Come, actually, you know what? Help the University of Iowa. That's fine. But I'm just, I'm just thinking as far as efficiency. We talk about seeds all the time on this show, in articles. I, it's right up there with the AT&T call to the bullpen with synergistic uh, sponsorships. Yes. Like, when you think of seeding, and then it's like the NCAA seeding breakdown brought to you by Pioneer Seeds. It's yeah. perfect. They would, right. they would, everyone would, no matter where they live, they would just be purchasing seed. Bray, can you call your seed contacts and uh, get on the horn with those guys? I'm going to do you one better. 
I it's, love it. It's it's harvest it's harvest festival season just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Let's get we a know. let's get a bracket shaped corn maze, and then for like a like a helicopter, and then we have we can have a seating show for brackets where we actually put a, you know the graphic of the from wrestler the helicopter from the helicopter the wrestler pops up who's the one seed and then in the spot in the corn maze boom up pops you know the one seed nice and then the helicopter just because it's fun to take chopper rides the holes the helicopter gonna... how you can see it from the air ah yes yeah drones are we don't have to mess with those helicopters the easier way to get that that's shot. The way to do it yeah the, the issue there is that's a lot more work we can just do the exact same content we would do take the money and just slap a little pioneer thing on it we're, we're all about I don't know. We should let Bray's idea, like, uh, all right, you take that on. Percolate a little bit Partner before we totally strike it down. On it. The, they can own that venture. All right, 149 pounds. Always interested in uh, different mar- um, sponsorship opportunities, but we'll go 149 tiers. Now, the best part about tiers is getting to yell at Nomad uh. for the tiers he puts in and, and the <laughs> egregious mistakes he makes, which he doesn't really make egregious mistakes, but we can. Make a bigger deal out of them. And, and he's not here to defend himself, so it's the perfect time to totally slam him. Oh, okay, we could. All right, you could do that. I think there is an uh, an added satisfaction with looking him in the eye and saying, how dare mm. you? How dare you I, put Pat Lugo in this tier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, the first one that jumps 149 out. is um is going to be very different than it has been in the last couple years because I it, it, it really is kind of dealer's choice here. Now, maybe someone's going to emerge as... The clear favorite i think i'll just read the tears i'll just let you listen how about that tier one austin o'connor sammy sasso brayton lee brock mahler jarrett deegan dagan i think it's dagan okay interesting to have two freshmen in there i obviously i think we all are collectively very high on sammy and brayton coming into this year but tier one is Especially for Brayton, who I'm maybe not remembering his his uh, his freshman year as well as I am Sammy's, but I'm not sure if he has the results that to justify that at this point. Maybe he does. Yeah, um, the freestyle results are there, obviously. But of course, but he is Midlands. I think was basically where everybody hit each other, and Jacory beat Sammy, and I think Sammy beat Brayton. Yeah, so it's he lost to Pentelio. He lost to. Jacory, he lost to Sasso. Right, and Sasso. Chase beat. Straw. Hey, David Carr. I'll allow it. Josh Maruka. <laughs> okay. Jordan Shearer. That one hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, considering Maruka, spoiler alert, <clears throat> is down in the third tier. Yeah, I think. I think what happened here is. Here's what Nomad did. I mean, he can only only he can confirm. But he said, Sammy Sasso's tier one. But I cannot have him tier one knowing what he's done, what Brayton Lee has done to him in yeah. freestyle. Therefore, heretofore, mm-hmm. he is tier one. To which I say, no. Yeah, pump the brakes a little bit, even though I think it's safe to say we're all looking forward to a long and healthy rivalry between Brayton Lee and yes. Sammy Sasso. That's like, we're here please wrestle five times a year. Like, who was it? Um, uh, O'Connor and Mitch Feinsilver wrestled like seven times. They no, did. I think it was at least five. It's five times. So go ahead and do that. You get the conference tournament, you get NCAAs, you get a dual meet, and you get another tournament maybe. Frontside, backside. Vegas. Um, they could hit at Vegas. Yeah. And frontside and backside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he does have the, the Artelona win, but. 
No, he's legit. I mean, I, I think Lee's really good. I just think to put him tier one. Yeah. I, I mean, because the the ultimate freestyle folk style difference is born out in their actual folk style result, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Sammy beat him in in folk style, and then they wrestled in freestyle. Did Sam? But did Sammy beat him also? Did he not? In freestyle, he attacked uh, him. He attacked him at the open finals. Okay. But then Lee came back and beat him in two awesome matches at, in Raleigh at the uh, team trials. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think a lot of, a lot of discussion about the freshman. I I really like Brock Mahler. I think is he a guy? You know, this is a true freshman, <laughs> all American, really nice season, beat some dudes. He's I love how diverse his skill set is. I think him versus O'Connor is a, is a is a tougher matchup, but I, I really like him. But then Jared Deegan, tier one. Um, let's let's cut to Stephen Kyle Bracky for a little Deegan for Deegan hour. And I will say it differently every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that really throws me through a loop, too. Um, he is what we we love these people. Affectionately called. Yeah, affectionately called. There you go. Uh, a junker. But we love junkers because you don't know what they're going to do at any given moment. And um, But he's very good at it. He's figured out um, how to win with it. I just don't know if someone like that can be in tier one it is tough for me to close my eyes and envision him doing that five straight matches right where you're just letting guys in and you know he's got some wins he beat Brock Mahler who we love right if you you stack up his wins beat Lugo beat Artelona uh, beat Justin Oliver he's beaten some some really solid wrestlers beat Mahler like twice I think Actually, that'd be two and two. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah he split he split with Mahler, split with Max Thompson. I think this the thing is tough. I think this could be a bigger tier, maybe. Maybe if this tier was expanded, I would well, get with it. And we can only go by the results too. It's like you can say, yes, his style, and I think that's what it is for me. His style makes you think he can't do it five times. But you look at the guys he's beaten, and he's he's tough to not include. Yeah, and I'm I'm a. Uh a big top tier proponent, at least for this weight class, because look at who you have in this top tier of five guys, sophomore, freshman, freshman, sophomore. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of unknowns, so I would rather err in letting as many people as possible. Of course, that's the whole fun of this, is you gotta draw the line somewhere. <laughs> um, but when you have some guys coming off red shirts, some guy like Mahler is a true sophomore, right? Like We didn't even know yeah. he was gonna start. Grant Leith um, unfortunately got injured again. Um, and it was kind of a question of, man, where does Brock even fit into that lineup? And then turns out he fits in pretty well yeah. at 149. Yeah. Well, I guess what concerns you about Dagan is the losses to Russell Rolfing and Davion Jeffries. Mm, and I guess that's what comes with being a junker because in the same tournament scuffle, he lost to Rolfing and then pinned him. Yeah. Um, Roll of the dice. <laughs> so, He's proven our point. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that's hard about him is like when you watch him and he makes those facial expressions like. Oh, that was a big mistake. Or, you know, <laughs> oh, should have shot in on that oh, leg. He, ah. just, he looks like he's kind of in pain all the time. I think that that doesn't help. Big body language guy, David. I'm Gray. a big yeah. I'm a big facial expressions guy, and uh, he just all he's always looks like. Whoops, didn't mean to do that. But it'll serve you well when you're profiling FBI style stuff. And you need to get yeah. a read on people. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, that's definitely what's good happening. point, cop. Yeah, from coming <laughs> from a cop himself. So Sasso. Hey, wait a minute. Sasso lost to uh, Teamer and Michael Jordan, his teammate. 
Now, who here remembers the Teamer Sasso match? Because that was yeah. a mess. And it was kind of the wrong call. Kind of the wrong call. Yeah. Sort of the wrong. And I can't remember the deal. I just I just remember my feelings around it. There was like a late reversal or a late two near fall call. I think Sammy kind of went to his back briefly to take him through and then ended up giving up two near fall, two reversals, something like that. But definitely a winnable match for, for Sammy. I don't know. Part of me feels like you could leave all these guys but Mahler. You could have it like just AOC and Mahler on their own and then throw Sasso, Lee, Dagan all in tier two. Because I think O'Connor and Mahler are like the two most proven guys that are really consistent. There's no like – I think O'Connor has like one blemish that is sort of like really, really bad. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um he lost to someone really weird, as I recall. But maybe not. Maybe I'm misremembering. I I would argue Sammy should be in one. Really? Yeah. With a loss to Teamer? Yeah. If Teamer's up a weight. Like, even his redshirt year, he wrestled the I second knew- half up at uh, 57. And then, what, he beat an All-American, Pantaleo. He beat, and he beat Pantaleo. He beat Lugo. Um, he beat Brayden Lee. Looking at the Henry Pullmeyer, Evan Cheek. Like, Really yeah. solid dude, Josh Maruka, Josh Heil. Okay, yeah, he's tier one. Like most guys in their in that redshirt year, they get a, a shot at like one or two legit like dudes. And he, I mean, he had a pretty consistent schedule against against NCAA qualifier types, and he was he was he was on almost all the time. Yeah, and you got to figure he's only gonna improve. No, the the random uh, O'Connor loss was his redshirt year against Gavin Londoff. L- Londoff. Yes, that name doesn't get... Shouts to Landoff. Yeah. Shout out to him. But that was not last year. So, yes, further infer, uh, evidence that maybe AOC is on his own. Uh, okay, so now Tier 2. It's, it's kind of salty. I kind of like it. Yeah. Lugo, Bulu Allen, Max Thompson, Anthony Artelona, Jared Prince. There's three All-Americans in there. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. And I really like Artelona's uh, upside, especially he was a true freshman last year and now another year season. I thought he was in a lot of matches. Uh, so I, I don't really have any any issues with there. I don't. I can't believe Jared Prince is still wrestling in college. I really thought he was, like, done. He's on the uh, list. I mean, assuming he qualifies, he'll be a four-time qualifier. Not yet All-American. It's one of those guys that, like, everybody should root for. Plus, he's mm-hmm. just a solid guy. Uh, all the coaches, everybody talks about how tough and hard worker he is. Um, so I'll be rooting for him, even though I'm totally uh, unbiased, objective journalist over here. Yeah, I am biased, actually. His uh, ability to I score don't... in the top position, too. I mean, he just, he hasn't been able to put it put it all together at the NCAAs, but he, you know. He's kind of a junker, too. He's got some... Uh, he does. He's got a little bit of... Uh, yeah, you hit the go button, and then he just, it's just like, you know, you get seven minutes. He's really good. He, uh... Did he not beat Bryce Meredith one time? Or, like, give him a really tough match? Who? Prince? Jared Prince? Uh, I, I don't think he I don't think beat he did. him. I thought he did, he did something. Hang on. Maybe He's, he did. Actually, maybe he did, like, it was at the, scuffle. the scuffle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he did, though. He beat Kaladzic at EIWAs last year. Click, look down, just uh, Command F Meredith. Are you me. looking for Meredith? 16 to 10. <laughs> Who won? Uh, Prince. Prince, yeah. 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 It, was a, it was a backside match, right? Yeah, it had to have been. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so yeah. But that was like three years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lifetime ago. So, okay, so yeah, that's Jared 2016. Prince. 2016. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, all right, then tier three, Matt Finley. Most, if it comes down to vascularity or being jacked, he will win the Hodge. <laughs> Brock Zacherl, Cole Martin, Josh Heil, Raquir Vandermeer, Josh Maruka, who's a really soft, and Jared Verclear in tier three. That's assuming and not even assuming. We know Bergie's going up for the love of the Lord. Let this man eat. Tier four, Christian Olivas, Russell Rolfing, also somehow not graduated. Henry Hank Polmeyer, Mike D'Angelo, and Brent Moore. Wasn't D'Angelo a 57 once upon a? I feel like D'Angelo's been at this a lot. He took a, a gap year. He took a deferred year of eligibility last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll definitely get some really good wins, but then not put it all together in the postseason. I feel like he could be up a, a rung or so. I'm tr- I thought he beat some. Well, you know who I like being up a rung is the man Brock Sockerell. He injuries and a couple unfortunate losses, but the guy has like five losses in two years or something. I know. I want. I. I. I haven't seen Clarion's schedule yet, but I hope he. Remember, he had a, an amazing uh, record. He has like he, thirty-four he, and zero. Yeah, but he hadn't wrestled anyone. Yeah. yeah. I, he needs to go. I hope he can go to like a couple more elite tournaments. Who's well, like, that? CKLV last year. Uh, I was on the mat where he got hurt. I forget. He was wrestling somebody good, and it was just one of those, like, oh, this was the year he's going to have his breakout year and gets cut short. Um, so, I don't know. I'm a big soccer fan, but we'll see. You're right. He does have to step up and wrestle that tougher competition to He beat know, Pagdaleo last year, who was an All-American. I'm big Christian Pagdaleo guy. Who are you talking about? Uh, D'Angelo. Yeah, he also, also beat Larry Fruity. Early. Yeah. That's what I was going to mention. I think he's sleeping on him. Which is weird because Nomad, big Princeton guy, tier yeah. four. No, I think he's tier, squarely tier three, Mike D'Angelo. Especially the 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 Downey, Nate Jackson, Joe Dubuque effect. Mm-hmm. That can only help. They're going to have huge biceps, be curling uh, all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to read tier five. There I, there I go. Um, any, all out on those guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Now we definitely can't read their names. No, you really can't. <laughs> You know who you are, Tier 5. Uh, you and Massacre Me is who you are. Okay, overall thoughts on, on, on 149. It's going to be wild. I mean, a- AOC probably established himself, you know, as the guy to beat. But that's with all these fresh in- freshmen and guys coming off red shirt nipping at his heels. Um, you know, and then you got guys in this Tier 2 with the three All-Americans. It's like you can't count these guys out. You can't sleep on them. I'm sure they're going to say we slept on them. Um, is there anyone missing? Any like potential surprise 49s that we did? Like maybe they redshirted, but they didn't wrestle or anything like that. Any true freshman that we think would come in and and make a splash right away? I'm I couldn't think of any. Oh, um, Northern Colorado. Uh, oh, Alirez. Alirez. Mm. Yeah. Alirez could. Alirez could like. I mean, you could see him beating probably anybody in tier one. He's beaten many. Uh, Many elite guys throughout his career, although his ledger is almost entirely freestyle. Yeah. Which is fine. Those those count, but it's just a different game. Here. Yeah, it's tough to put him in the tiers without the you know, zero college uh, folk style matches, you know, relevant ones. Yep. Um, but just the eyeball test and just from seeing him wrestle freestyle against incredibly high competition. Yeah. Um, I think that's someone that you should have on your radar if you're Paying attention to 149 this year. What weight is Yaya Thomas going? We think he's gonna be at 41 again. That's a good question because I don't remember talking about him in 41 tiers necessarily. He just won uh, or had a nice showing at 
He made the junior world team. Yeah. Which had Aliras mm-hmm. in it, right? Mm-hmm. Which so, that was a stack. I mean, that, these middleweights are always. That's why it's weird when there are not like established guys in a weight class like this is in the middleweights or in you know the lighter middleweights. This is where everybody kind of like all the 125 133 guys are graduating up into this everybody's maturing into it so usually there's some some more um i don't know uh uh, experience at the top um yeah 149 so that's a good call yaya hasn't wrestled anything but one well 141 he did kind of both yeah so we'll see um you compared this uh this morning to 2015 yeah um which Allow me to read those quarterfinal matchups for the 2015 uh, NCAA Wrestling Championships. Enhanced. They were as follows. <clears throat> Allow me to clear my throat and scroll momentarily. And load. And load. Bad radio. This is great. This is pretty good. This is good. I like that. I definitely didn't have... 149, was, 149 was just like... It's only four of us here. It was it was it was it was a year where, um, you know, I I think like no Zane before that no Zane and before that year, if you would have said like almost any name other than Hunter Stever who ended up injured and and didn't get to compete, if you would have said almost any name would have been the NCAA champ, like a lot of people would have argued with you. Like there was it was hard to see any one of those guys. Dude, Hunter Hunter was so the best. Yeah, he should have won. I mean, I mean. Mm-hmm. Clearly was not healthy enough to win, but I, I feel fully confident a healthy Hunter Steber wins this weight. Kind of little issue. Of note, there there were some hammers in here that didn't. Do, Josh Kindig was in here. He was also mm. very hurt, as yep. I recall. Yep. That's why he earned like not a seed or a bad seed. Hunter Steber in there, but here's the quarters: Drake Howdshell, Lenny Richardson from ODU. Chris Villalonga, CJ Cobb, that was a quarterfinal. Dave Habit, Taiwan Claxton. Beast. Shout out Greenlee. <laughs> Sal Mastriani, Jason Sertzis. So there's like, in each pairing, there's like a he made the quarters yep. kind of guy. Yep. For In every quarter, yeah. right? Lenny, Cobb, uh, Claxton, Mastriani, right? I'll have you know Taiwan Claxton beat Drake Hattershelt. Yes, he did. Did that, you witness it live? I did. Nice. At Missouri, on the stage. That was also where... Phil uh, Wellington beat Jane Cox. <laughs> oh, man. You guys really peaked your team yeah. for that duel. That duel was awesome. Bobcats. It was the first one they did in that um, auditorium, and we were up on the stage. and This was at Missouri, right? Yeah, and they were, I mean, they were really good. And we went out there and wrestled really well, and I think lost 6-4 on match split, but uh, we're in a lot of those matches with top-ranked guys, so it was a lot of fun. That was one of two wins that Wellington had over Cox, right? Yeah, the other one. The was second one. The second one was a. Really if they wrestled strategy. at Missouri, Jaden lost because <laughs> the second DQ was when they took out the halogen bulbs. Yeah, yeah they went yeah. crashing right when uh, Jaden decided to smash him on his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fun rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> You'd love to see it at this level. Okay, that's that. Now let's go. Is any further uh, thoughts, on thoughts on one forty nine? Uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna, That's like yeah, it's every weight, insane. but this one, this one is like the most. Uh, you can have confidence in these guys to like all American, but if you want to pick like your final eight, like preseason, it's gonna be. I kind of want to pick Sasso to win right now. Just put my flag in the ground, but he, my man gets tired. Mm-hmm. He gets tired. These matches are seven minutes long. Yeah, and it. For, well, 
it's weird. In the folk style season, we never saw that. No. You know, when he was at Midlands and beating Pat Lugo in overtime and, and riding out Panaleo to to beat him, you didn't see that that fatigue. And then yeah. in a shorter freestyle match, he gets tired. He does. I don't know. Yeah, no mat it's, wrestling. It's weird. That's, this is such a yeah. This is such a yeah. Like that's where you know you can't see a guy like Dagan going on a run, and you can't see him beating Sasso. But we just watched the match this morning where he's up six one on Lugo, and then or down six one. Or sorry, he's down six one on Lugo, and then he comes back and scores all these weird points. So and honestly, we're gonna we're gonna have to pull that clip because the it was. I think this. I think Nomad watched this match and said, "Switch. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get out in front of the switch movement." Because oh, so they're Lugo, gonna be big this season. Lugo switch. hits a switch for two, right into the Jared Dagan re-switch for another two. Yeah, classic. Trap. It was beautiful. And so what we need is a behind the dirt of those switches, the switch re-switch drill, because part of Nomad's thing that makes his switch so great is he knows how to not get re-switched. Yeah. So oh right, honestly, he made that very explicit. If if Lugo, if Nomad worked with Lugo on his switch, perhaps he'd have beaten Jared Dagan. Is Nomad match. available for private lessons? We need to get Nomad either doing like a Mike Mouse style behind the dirt, where he like shows where Lugo went wrong, or he needs to get on the telestrator. Yeah, <laughs> one of those two things needs to happen. I'm not sure which would be funny behind the switch, and it's just Nomad. Every week, it's another switch, another guy getting re-switched. He finds that footage, and he's like, "All right, I got to do this again," and just goes through the steps. I feel like the switch re-switch drill was like it was such a, an integral part of like wrestling, like in our generation. Mm -hmm. I hope people, yeah. I hope people aren't drilling that too much now. We uh, crush the re-switches, and then eventually, like it, it devolves into you're just like you know spinning around each yes, other. You're until doing somebody's like, face, like you're just scooting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're scooting like this with your palm up. Yeah. All right, so that's enough. Switch season is coming. We're excited for it. As I mentioned on Twitter, you guys ask great questions for Tuesday, but between entire worlds previews and an international crisis, we had no time for questions, which happens sometimes. So we've got a lot. Uh, to get into so so buckle up because these are really 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 good um, right, We'll start with the Tuesday questions Just so you guys don't feel Left out actually no I want to start with this one What is the best version of Jordan Burroughs so far at the world championship slash Olympics? We kind of alluded to this who asked that question? Uh, my name is Jeff. There you go for FRL. <laughs> <laughs> My name <is> Jeff <laughs> uh, It's for Kazakhstan I, look the Borat jokes are going like, to be unavoidable. It's not. It's from uh, 22 Jump Street. What? My name's Jeff. All right. Well, I missed that one. But either <laughs> way, I'm pumped for more Borat jokes coming back. I don't care if they're stale. It's Kazakhstan. So, because Nomad said he thought 2015 was the best version. I was like, I don't think so. But maybe he was right. But, anyways, I think there's a couple different answers. I mean, the 2011 run, while he wasn't as polished... I don't know, man. That guy could get, he could score whenever he needed to. He was at, like, definitely, I think, feel like 11 to 13 was, like, the pinnacle of his athletic power. You just kind of throw 14 out because he didn't get the chance to represent himself from a healthy perspective. <clears throat> I, he, he won his first 69 matches, right? Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Nice streak. That's a good run. That's, That's a, a good, good run. run. Not as nice as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, uh,. Anyways, <laughs> we'll just let that joke die right there. It can die right there. Um, but really, I, I think 
that window was actually the best Burroughs in terms of separation. He was undisputably the best wrestler in the world at that point in time. Yeah. He I, beat the guys he beat, Sargush, yes, Sargush Gud- and Gudarzi. Gudarzi. Yeah. Those are some of the best guys he ever beat. And he beat Sargush twice. Yeah, I remember watching that uh, kind of unfold as you're following. And, uh, like, the first, you know, you hear about 2011 and you're all pumped. Like, oh, this could be a real dude. He's young and he mm-hmm. just beat, you know, Sargush, who was, who was basically following, he, taking over for Satyev, who's GOAT. And then, so you go, all right, what do we got here? And then he kept winning. And I remember going, like, reading the previews that Gary Abbott would do. And it's like, he would have so, he would even type, normally they're very cut and dry and just stating the facts. But... Uh, Gary would type like, uh, but Burroughs isn't losing any matches in this tournament or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And you just know like, all right, like everybody, like they see it. They, they saw it early, all the guys at the, in the OPTC, um, all the teammates and everything was like, all right, we got a, we got a phenom. We got a guy that's like changing the course of the entire team. Um, so it's tough to put that run, it's tough to, to underappreciate or underestimate how important that run was and how good he was just ripping through what is 100% always one of the toughest weight classes. Even yeah. if you're not as familiar with the names. And that was when there was a huge gap. It was 65, 74, yeah. 84. So no, there's nowhere to go. Nobody is bumping up just because they want yeah. to avoid anybody or sucking down. It is the the most people in the world that wrestle are around that weight. And there's no other weight classes to kind of bump up or down to. And he buzzsawed through everybody. So, so I, I think best version. I, I don't know. How, how do you guys differentiate from 11 to 13, though? Uh, part of me wants to say 13 because he had to beat Dake to make the team, yeah. right? So you just like you beat a an absolute monster who's now a world champion. And then the broken ankle thing, but that was the weakest field he ever faced. Yeah. There, yeah, post Olympics is Russia sent I don't know, someone who lost to who India. Beshti, I think. Yeah. He was not um or Santa Cola not or something. on the level. Not on the level. And then he had the Iranian who was not po- the post Gudarzi Iranian. Who I don't remember seeing again. Definitely not seventy four. He was super tall. I yes. think, and he like re- Burroughs like retired like three Iranians in a row. It was like yeah. Gudarzi, and then Gudarzi got hurt, and then Akbari, and then you never saw him again. Um, and then I'm forgetting what happened next. But yeah, it's it's um, although this weight it had uh, Hassanov who is still at and, it and winning medals, and, and Shabanov, Shabanov yeah. who's up at eighty six and looks good. He does. He's a short 86, but he's quick and powerful. He's really good. I I'll say I will say 2013. Man, he had an exchange in 2013 with Shabanov that's mm-hmm. like one of the greatest wrestling exchanges. It may be the greatest wrestling exchange I've ever seen. Right? And I just think that was peak of his savvy, his grit, which I think is a, is what makes him the one of the best to ever do it in the world. So I will say 2013 is the best version. Broken ankle and all. Yeah, it's hard to argue when you look at some of the scores. I mean, he went through so nine two seven zero against Yadov. But this, those are techs, by the way. Yeah, seven point techs. Um, tech Yadov, uh, who was actually good, got popped for steroids. Um, <clears throat> tech Hasanov, who's obviously good. Um, cautioned Shabanov out, but was on yeah. his way to teching him. He DQ'd. And then uh, 4-0 over Akbari, who beat everybody in his field. So it, Burroughs, sometimes he'll get taken down. He'll have tough matches against guys. I remember in 2011, it was the who's the Colombian, Roberti. Like, yeah. He dropped a period to him when it was the, the best two out of three mm-hmm. two-minute periods. Um, but there was, like, no, like, 2013 was awesome because there was no, like, 
you, you weren't so nervous watching him. Yeah. Like he, yeah. and then you hear about the broken ankle, and it's like, all right, this this is a dude right next here. level. The thing about yeah, Burroughs, every single year it was it was something. You know, like 11, 12, it was beating this massive field, kind of doing it for the first time, first time world champ, first time Olympic champ, then the broken ankle, then you know, 15s in the USA, and he's like adding that lace and teching everybody. I mean, I'm not adding; he had it the whole time, but. Then 17, it's like the comeback year, and we needed him to come back, so Team USA wins the title. Yeah, that and was pretty huge. I mean, you could take any one of his of his years and be like, there's yeah. something amazing about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I do like the current version of Burroughs. Like, personally, I like watching Burroughs right now because he's picked up all those, like, veteran tricks of the trade that, yeah. like, you see. Because normally, American wrestlers don't wrestle into their 30s. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, a new thing where guys are getting this longevity, whereas the Russians are wrestling... And you know the Eastern Europeans, they've. They, it's not uncommon to see late twenties, early thirties guys out there with all these experienced moves. Like that Aldatov guy wrestled like into his like late thirties, um, and they have those like sneaky moves and the, like the way to play the edge. And he's picking up stuff like that that is not a explosive blast double, but it's still kind of cool. The more you see it evolve, so personally, I kind of enjoy watching him now as much as ever. But again, best version, coolest year, coolest like world run. That's a different one. Yeah. So I'll say 2013. Let's go to Steve and Kyle. Well, I was going to say 2013. So Really? Yeah, just what he did on that angle and that exchange that you talk about, I think we just posted it yesterday, Oh, is just insane. Um, so I was going to lean 2013. I thought you were going to go 2011. You did? Yeah. I kind of – dude, it's still <clears throat> the craziest thing, but he was still making some – what you could just describe as just kind of rookie mistakes, right? Just like freestyle. He literally hadn't wrestled freestyle since the junior world team when he was like a 66, a long time before then. For him to come out and have that debut, I mean, that was maybe his most difficult run. Although his Olympic run was similar because he had to go, basically he had to go through Burroughs, or he had to go through Godarzi and Sargush both years. Yeah, Russian and Iran both times. I think he even mentioned uh, one time, it was like seven or eight, Worlds and Olympics in a row where he had Russia on the same side of the bracket. Yeah. Uh, he just he can't catch a break to get him in the finals. I think Sabalov in 17 was the first time he saw a Russian in the finals. Mm-hmm. And he had Godoyev in 16. Yeah, and I just I feel like it, things got a, have gotten a little bit closer from like even 2015 he had, I mean Godoyev was, that was nip and tuck. Now Godoyev's amazing and it was really hard for Burroughs to beat Sargush so I mean we kind of debated those two back and forth. A little bit and Sidikov, right? Mm-hmm. The Russians he's had to beat. So I, I'll say, but I definitely I feel very confident it's in the 11 to 13 range was like peak Jordan Burroughs powers. Beating Sargush at his peak is, I mean, you st- <laughs> both of those matches at the Worlds and Olympics, Sargush is completely gutted. Like you can tell, like he won two championships in a row. He's taken over for Satya. Like at that point, Russians just weren't losing to anybody. No. I mean, they were winning yeah. like seven at, or six out of seven golds. And then here comes this American that you'd never heard of, has no credentials, and he beats you once. All right, that's a fluke. All right, we'll get him at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Beats him again with the same game plan, basically. Uh, and it's like, there goes your legacy. You were going to be one of the like the greatest Russians. You were going to be whatever. Like he's still going to have a you know be be just fine. But that was just daggers. And how close that 2011 match was to him losing. Yeah, Sargush is in. So Sargush, I think, won the first period. And then, remember, this is best two out of three periods. Amazing rule set. So, as time is running out, 
Sargush gets to the leg, and I just remember it vividly. Bruce is just like crawling towards the out of bounds, or just like crawling away. And like, he's basically one second away from, he would have given up a step bar, he would have given up a takedown. But time expired just in time for him to win that period, and then he breaks him in the third period. Yeah, and I mean, the a lot of the conversation before that was Sargush, like pound for pound. I mean, no, yeah. You know, it, yeah. People Running forget. through 74 the way Sargush did is like, yeah, and that was, the knock was, well, Burroughs hasn't really established himself yet, he hasn't beaten all these guys, like, Sargush, yeah. Yeah. put him up there with, with everybody else. Yeah. You win multiple world championships like that. Yeah. Yeah, I can talk Burroughs all day. Yeah, me too. He's, <laughs> he's, the, he's the best, man. Um, Okay, let's find some more questions here. Um, have I bought a new car yet, or am I still driving the death trap? Well, if you're calling the minivan a death trap, I'm I, at least I am driving it. I think it, I saw my... it in the parking lot this morning. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, got that got that good parking spot. Yeah, I'm still driving it. It's uh, so far so good. I will Hold Chris... on to it. It's uh, I don't know. Listen. listen, so so I hit hit up the Kelly Blue Book. Like, how much is this bad boy worth if I were to trade it? Sixteen hundred. Oh no, the low end. Was I think I want to say one hundred seventy four dollars. High end was like seven sixty, but there's no way we would get. No, those Kelly Blue Book. Last time I traded in a car, it was like a twelve year old Ford Focus. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a ton of miles on it, but I'm like, all right, I, you know, it's fine. I didn't get it any like wrecks yeah. or anything. And the Kelly Blue Book said, I don't know, a couple grand, or maybe yeah. it wasn't twelve yeah. years old. It was like nine year old. Anyway, take it in, and uh, the dealer's like, uh, we won't give you anything, but we will. Uh, like take it away take it off your hands because other you. yeah we won't charge what? you to dispose of this car which we will strip for parts or sell to somebody that mm -hmm. just take it like we aren't making any money on it it still costs us to get rid of your two thousand dollar kelly blue book cars my thing my thing about this is like if that if that van is actually worth in between one hundred and fifty dollars and seven hundred dollars yeah i would love to just buy like four of them and then i just have this <laughs> fleet of vans yeah. and as things come up, I can get rid of one or get it fixed or not get it fixed. Just yeah, just have a couple just have just a sitting in the garage. I need, a de I need a bullpen. Those vans can turn into death traps, so you better you better watch out. We had a death trap situation. Uh, where oh, yeah? I, uh -oh. I, had a, I had a tire fall off of a minivan. And, uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. <laughs> was it a caravan? <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a, listen, it was a Kia. Uh, I don't oh. know. Yeah, Kia, Kia Sedona or whatever it's called. Kia and, uh, Soul. It, the 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 tire fell off at 80 miles an hour. We almost died. The whole family. But that's not. Uh, did you yeah. see it roll like ahead of you? Like how does the tire fall? What did you just go? <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so we got the tires rotated, and whoever uh, put the tires back on didn't tighten the lug nuts all the way. Oh, that's not a Kia problem. Don't put that on Kia. Listen, put that on the listen. guy that that was negligent. No, no, in his... no, but it is a Kia problem because because as the as the tire was wobbling a little bit, the studs snapped off. And so the tire like folded underneath. At, yeah, we're going like 80 miles an hour on the interstate. We wow. ended up like sparks flying. So who everywhere. do you hold responsible? Uh, you know, probably myself. As it had been a de <laughs> death trap for you. For a that's good. Years. We did not get a season assist yeah. from either the guy, the mechanic, or Keith. No, so. so you know, no. I mean, the mechanic definitely was was involved. But you got to be okay. careful with those death traps. Okay. All right. Well. Not to scare you or anything, but uh, the whole Bray family almost went up in flames on the highway because they were driving a minivan right. that they should have Well, I would never reach speeds of 80 miles per hour. I'm a very... That's the speed limit in Wyoming. I know. That's the speed limit. I thought it was just prudent. Yeah, well... You drive whatever you think is right. No, 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 no. Okay, what is the Olympic redshirt status of Mark Hall? Don't think he's taking one. Um, I think we're going to see... Let me, let me do this real quick. Here's my guess at the Penn State lineup. Brody Teske... Fingers crossed he can make 25. RBY, Nick Lee, Jared Verclaren, Brady Berge, Vincenzo Joseph, 
Mark Hall, Shakur Rashid, Kyle Connell, and Anthony Kassar. That's my guess. That's what I'm supposed to Do we happen. know if uh, Connell has enrolled uh, in campus? I, I know it's like he obviously yes. – that's the plan. Oh, he did? He has. He, he So he's in, in Penn State. All right, so that's okay. what I've well. been told. Okay. There you go. But I don't know if he's gotten – the year he needs to get from the NCAA. Ooh, yeah, good point. There's another wrinkle to that. I'm assuming he probably got it. They're just not going to tell anybody. Well, their backup situation would be what? Beard? Beard. So that's not too bad. No. This will be technically Beard's freshman, true freshman yeah. year, so he yeah. could theoretically redshirt and sure. it all works out. Sure. Uh, with good synergy. Although, I, I if, if it doesn't work out for with Connell, I I see I could see Penn State using him if, if they feel he's ready. Oh, just for because sure. they can, they can definitely win this year. Yeah, but that is a, that is a salty lineup. Maybe they should be the favorites. I don't know. Iowa does have seven All Americans. Yeah, which is they insane. put that graphic out. Uh, I, that I don't was, know why. It, it, that was like very like just seeing them all there. Like all these guys are All Americans. Yeah. Got your Hawkeye juices flowing. Yes, it did. <laughs> and then some. Okay. Um, a Gable question. What's the status of Gable? Um, and it, Minnesota issues. I don't think. I mean, he's enrolled, uh, according to Stephen Kyle. He did a little. Yeah, you can find him on the director. He's enrolled fall 2019. Look at that big J sleuthing. Yeah. Oh, Kyle getting all the oh, yeah. enrollment. Listen, matriculation. There's nothing getting by this guy. That's good. Um, are there any concrete? And this is from FRL's in studio fly, which I think might be dead, thankfully. Mm. Um, Lifespan not great for them. Not great. Yeah. Not long term. Uh, any concrete requirements for your tiers, or do you kind of go on feeling? It's um, a real nomad question. There. This is very no. It's a, this is a question best. You know what? We'll save this one for nomad. Nomad would have some zany answer for this. Someone also asked if we preferred creamy or crunchy peanut butter. I've got to have nomad's take on that. I feel like he'd be like, I don't eat peanut butter or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, like pe yeah. peanut butter is uh, yeah poison or something. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Also creamy for me. You're a cream guy. Yeah. I like creamy. I was raised on uh, creamy peanut butter, but I had a little crunchy face. Kind of a bad boy uh, wow. time. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, Things yeah. went south for me a little bit. I had to yeah, get dude. my life was, in order. I was, I was doing crunch left and right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't stop me from slathering it on all my bread products. Uh, I was putting it on. That. Yeah, I was. it was pretty wild. Throw it on banana, throw it on bread. Didn't matter. Whoa. Yeah. I like, yeah, creamy. I mean, I don't know. As a picky eater as a child, it was like creamy all the way. Yeah. But then, like, now I've kind of just been like, you know, it's food. I'm going to eat it. So yes. I'll, I'll try some crunchy. I'll try. It doesn't have to be, like, the uh, grape jelly that's just just oh. just, just uh, sugar just spread on it. Jelly. Mm -hmm. So that was the P the PBJ, like, the only yeah. kind I would allow on white bread. And now it's like, all right, time to, you know, grow up a little bit. You mature, and then you can have different kinds of jelly, peanut butter, and bread. Yeah. Wow. Even yeah. crust every now and then on the bread. Sometimes I don't even cut it off of my sandwiches. It's an enlightened perspective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> try to try to be uh, a little bit more adult. Has there ever been a team with a weight as consistent, consistently good as Iowa's last few years for at 125? Go for heavyweight, Kale's upper weights. Penn State 184? Um, I guess Shakur kind of throws it off a little bit last year, but he is an All-American. But I feel like I feel like there's a weight, maybe it's 74 for Penn State, where they've been really, really good. 70, 65, I mean, you got Taylor and then Vincenzo. Yeah. So who is 65 after? They had a 
They had a Gino oh, Morelli, a Gino Morelli type situation. of situation. Yeah. I feel like there, there's got to be one. There's one of those weights in there where they just had a hammer. You had Ruth Brown, Quentin right before. Mm, yeah, maybe. maybe it's seventy four. Might be seventy four. And especially with the variety of guys like that kept coming in, and it's like there's no there's no stopping. Who was like, seventy four before Mark Hall? Was that Matt Brown? Was that Matt Brown? Uh, right no. Now. He won it in 15, right? He won it in 15, then graduated. Mm-hmm. So who was there? 2016, that would have been, I don't know. We need to look up all the old Penn State lineups. But uh, some range in there. But, yeah, it's tough to compete with 25, Iowa, with Spencer, before him, Gilman, Clark, McDonough, McDonough. Charlie Falk. Oh, it was Bo. All right, check this out. So okay. from oh, uh, 09, Quinton Wright, and then an, I don't know if they qualified in 2010. Then you have Ed Ruth, Ed Ruth, Matt Brown, Matt Brown, Matt Brown, Bo Nickel, Mark Hall, Mark Hall, Mark Hall. So they've had a national champion at 174. Now, they didn't, I'm not saying they won it every year. But a guy who was a But champion. a guy that was a national champion in, in what is that, seven, eight from years? 2011, skip 2008, and then Quinton Wright at 2009. So that's yeah. pretty consistent. That's, a, that's, le- that's ten, 11 years. That's salty. Pretty good. 174. Yeah, no one finished worse than fifth. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, so we'll say 74. Um. Okay. There's a Nikki push-ups question. I'm not going to ask that one. Um, assuming Willie Nomad are not going to be on Thursday FRL, can we get a Christian versus Kyle? Best of three folks. Guys, no, that's a horrible idea. Kyle would kill me. It's been established. Would you rather have to fight? Here's a good fighting question. Bracky and Colby Paxton or five nomads? Who? I think Man. Nomad does not get enough credit. He's scrappy. Nomad does not get enough credit for his scrap. Also, Nomad does not have any compunction with pulling out a knife. That's that true. Right? Nomad wow. often That's, on yeah. road trips menaces me with knives. <laughs> wow. Knives. Wow. He's a real This knife guy, guy plays catch with scissors with, yeah. with people and that's true that's routinely true. and it's like what why don't you want to play a little game of catch the scissors oh, with me scissor catch. oh it's a little afternoon loosen up and he's like like chugging a beat not chugging he's 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 refreshing himself with a cold beverage <laughs> yeah and decides to go play catch the scissors seems like probably the only time someone decides to play catch the scissors well yeah. no but no yeah at all the times the counterpoint is that colby paxton is a hoss Colby's yeah. a hoss, and, and, and Bracky can certainly hold his own. But I'm just saying five. Yes. <laughs> I've got five of them. So, yeah. <laughs> we're not, it's not head up. Nomad's strength is often underestimated. When, strength when multiplied by five. Okay. Yeah. Very simply. One on each limb. Very simply. Three nomads on Colby. Two nomads on Bracky. Yeah. That's that's over. Bracky, you can't beat two nomads up. I don't know. I think I can get two nomads. Two? You cannot beat up two nomads. I think I could, man. Wrong. Dude, I he, like the idea of like Colby. If the one. I mean, all you got to do is tight waste him. I like the idea of Colby mm-hmm. just wading through a sea of nomads. <laughs> like like in an action movie. You know, like the, the big the epic battle comes yeah. and there's Colby like towering over all of them. Just like swinging <laughs> his arms and nomads are flying all yeah. over the strewn about the battlefield. All right. We need a, um, there's a football question here. Sort uh-huh. of. Ayala, Facundo, and Mendez were at the Michigan Army football game this weekend as part of the recruiting trip. Hypothetically, if Army would have won, do you think that has an effect on their decision? Leave a sour taste, or does it not matter? I, I mean, if I'm those kids, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I mean, Army won 10 games last year and took Oklahoma to overtime, mm. who ended up making the college football playoff. So you need to realize how good Army is, one. Football guy. Uh, and then, two, 
I mean, that even though it was such a close game, that place looked it was obviously sold out like every Michigan home game is, and it looked awesome and electric, and I'm sure that environment was pretty awesome. But you're also not going there for the football games. Yep. While that's just an added plus, um, I think it's more about what they saw on the wrestling side and their relationship with the coaches. So, no, I, I don't think it has any impact. Overall, I would say the Army-Michigan game was a, was a plus for the on the recruiting side. Yeah. Not that it's yeah. going to yeah. flip any decisions, but – that would definitely be a bit of sick. Now, Iowa State has a big weekend. Um, this mm. weekend, they host Iowa in football. College game day is coming to town for the first time. And uh, they have – let me – you guys keep going, and I'll look up those big names they have. Oh, that are, that are visiting? Yes. Oh, boy. All right, I'm looking forward to that. I'll find the, the next question while we do while we do that. All right. Um. Here's a here's a good question with worlds and a lot of questions about how do we handle this time zone, this Kazakhstan, which is ten hours. Yeah, I, I mean I haven't even looked at. It. I'm still we're in jet lag from Croatia time. So yeah, I mean like yeah the the whole numbers and so with with worlds in Kazakhstan we've got a lot of early morning wake up calls to watch all the matches trying to decide what's best for my watch party waffle bar omelet bar or mimosa bar Ooh. discuss. I'm, you can combine some of those bars. <laughs> I I think waffles. <laughs> I love one. waffles. I think waffles are a death sentence. Yeah. That flood of carbs and sugar. You're you're, you're gonna sleeping. you're gonna be feeling good for a little bit, but you are gonna hit a wall that is um that lead to unconscious. This is all about consciousness, right? Too many mimosas, good. and you could find yourself unconscious as well. Yeah. So, which <laughs> leads me to something I love and near and dear to my heart: omelets. I love omelets. Good food. It's good for you. This is facts. That you definitely eat omelets here. I do. I definitely do. I definitely make them uh, in the mornings. office. In the office. Did Not you guys serial have... killer behavior at all? <laughs> why would make? All right. I don't understand why making an omelet at the office is uh, serial <laughs> killer behavior. I don't know, man. It's a pretty wild move to do at the office. Does anything um, like that come up on your FBI profiling of serial killers, David? Uh, yeah, most of them are. Most of them are uh, yeah. eating omelets. Strong correlation, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always an exception to the rule, and I would like to think I'm the one person making omelets at their place of work, not killing people in a serial fashion. We appreciate that. Serially, yeah. no. Not also, ser not serially. I got the guys who will be there on the visit. He's got them. Uh, Alex Facundo. Nice. Drake Ayala. Nice. Caleb Ratchie. Nice. Wyatt Henson. Nice. And uh, Cadet World team member Mason Galoff. Wyatt Henson, huh? Henson's been getting some traction. I know... Um, the Iowa coaches did a home visit, uh, and so did Iowa State. Interesting. Well, his dad was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's involved in the process at all. Probably I somewhat. have a feeling. Flow urinal pickle. Is the Hodge next year grossest to lose now? I, I'm stamping that. I'm saying yes. He is the – if Vegas were making lines right now, he is the – he might be minus. The odds-on favorite. Who else is in that conversation? Zahid? Spencer. There's um, a, I'd like Zahid to be in that conversation. Okay. Permission. All right. Thank you. I, I have Zahid, a, is in the con Zahid has entered the chat. There's going to be two Penn State guys somehow. Like, Anthony Kassar could end up beating all sorts of people. He does kind of pin a lot of guys. Yeah. For a takedown guy? And, like, never get scored on. Like, one of those things. Mm -hmm. I, I just forever i'm i'm gonna pick gable stevenson to win every tournament he enters probably till he retires from support no matter what happens yeah i just pick him to win so if he can make a level jump well maybe gable stevenson's in the conversation at that point too i don't think i don't think heavy's 
I just don't. Heavy's getting no respect. I'm going. I'm going back. Remember about a year ago, <laughs> Nomad was like, Gable will never win the, or he won't win the Hodge because people people don't like people him. Don't like him. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I don't think Gable can win the Hodge either. If there, if Gable does not wrestle for Minnesota this year, Anthony Kassar will be a finalist because last year he had a bonus rate of seventy percent. Whoa. And it's probably only going to get better. And if there's no Gable, then he's probably going to be or even Derek more, White. Yeah, he's going to be even more dominant. So that then then again, there's some like freshman heat coming in. I don't think Cassiope is probably ready to go with them. Um, there's other good freshmen coming in, right? You know, Mason Paris is going to have another year of, of growth. He he gets better like month to month. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He won Junior Worlds. Like Smashed killed that, everybody. Yeah. He killed everybody. The, the Iranians were like, oh, all right, got it. You know, that's a fluke because that guy, Zare, is, is there pretty high on him. Mm -hmm. And then everyone's like, no, 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 like, that was not a fluke. Like, look at the kids' other match. Look at Mason's. This is the Iranians yeah. telling other Iranians, like, no, no, no. Like, Kirkley going this year? No. No. I think it'll be single, Singletary again and then, then some jumbling yeah. with Ohio State. I'm not sure who they're going to who they're gonna go with. Okay. Back to Jordan, since Spay wants to talk about Jordan. More. I'm all in. Jordan talk. Permission granted. Uh, again, assuming the discussion for best American wrestler is between John Smith and Jordan Burroughs, we're not going to rehash the Bruce thing. Um, all due respect. Because How heavily does Rio factor in? Is there anything Jordan can do that will be able to overcome that knock on his resume? So this is like the Jordan versus LeBron thing, right? Jordan was six for six. No um, blemishes. Ma Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, that is confusing. Except I said LeBron James, so LeBron. <laughs> no, it is obvious. I apologize. Basketball LeBron James? Yes, the basketball. Gotcha. Not the, okay. Also, did not. you see LeBron sadly lost the Taco Tuesday? He was trying to trademark that. He lost. Man. You one of the great legal battles of our time. As did. <laughs> what is it? And then, as uh, did uh, Ohio State trying to trademark the. But Pat Riley can, can trademark three-peat? This is nonsense. <laughs> he did? Yeah. Good and, for Pat. And it was... Uh, How much do we owe him for saying it on the show? Yeah. I will pay you nothing, Patrick. I'll say yeah. finance. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know what Jordan could... There's nothing you can do to un-Rio Rio. What do you mean, like, you could peel off six straight starting now? Okay. <laughs> that's true. Just right. saying, that's a possibility. Well, if he's going to retire... I mean, the, the thing that's hard about Rio... I mean, compared to... I mean, uh, you know... Um, the era when when John Smith was wrestling, like Burroughs was so visible after that loss, and he stood there and stood in front of the camera and interviewed in tears, you know. And and I think that that shook a lot of people. I think it like the experience shook him, and so it was it felt like more than just Burroughs lost these matches. It felt like we saw a man like as vulnerable as you can see a man, yeah. and and I think that's that's a little bit hard to unsee. Although I think him standing there. And taking the interview, despite what he's going through, like shows us more about his character than anything else. I think I think that is hard to to kind of unsee. But I also think that's what makes 17, 18, you know, so kind of remarkable. And we'll see. What yeah, he coming year. back, it would be easy to to say like well, I had a good run, but you know, American wrestlers we retired. It's, you know, we got other Americans waiting in the wings. It wasn't like he was leaving a hole in the U.S. lineup. I yeah. mean, there's Kyle Dake right there. Um, but uh, I, I, to me, it's a you're comparing vastly different eras. Like yes, it, yeah. it feels like they're not that far away. John Smith is still coaching and in 80s, our consciousness, 90s. but 
it's completely different. The Soviet Union was still intact. It's it's uh, the the you know you could it was the checkmark system, so it was pool play. So John Smith did lose a match in his run, um, but it didn't to matter. Be fair, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I I'm, I'm not saying like oh yeah. that that's a knock on John Smith, but it's like you know in a different system like Burroughs could have dropped the match and still wrestled back for gold in all mm-hmm. these different tournaments. Um, and I'm not saying it's tougher or easier. It, um, you know the systems. I am saying that having the Soviet Union suck up all of those republics and not having guys able to defect and transfer makes the fields definitely tougher. I mean, exactly how tougher is hard to quantify, but 100% it is tougher to win now the way the country systems are set So up. if Burroughs wins, all right, here's, here's the blueprint. Burroughs needs to win this year. Mm-hmm. He needs to beat Kyle Dake. And he needs to win again, retire. He'll have seven. He'll have two Olympics. So he'll have one extra world title, and I think what could maybe, and I'm not ready to say it's Jordan or it's not, even though I kind of actually think it, it, it would be. I think the fact that he, the guys he had to beat to make teams in conjunction with the guys he had to beat to win titles could tip the scales for Jordan. But you can always say six for six. That is like, kind of like the big joker. In space. Yeah, and that's why it's it's different eras, and it. You know, obviously the term is greatest of all time, but I would mm-hmm. say they're their respective goats of their eras. Diplomatic. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're a very uh, yeah, you're such a fence sitter, Spay. I'm Jeez. trying to stay friends with everybody. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure John's listening. And the supporters of John. Okay, that's whatever. Good. Let's get Steve, Steve and Kyle. Will say something. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What I do was, you want? I was reading Darren Ravel getting dunked on. Sorry. <laughs> I guess we'll go. We got a live show going All on. Right. Oh, Darren Ravel. Hell yeah. Darren. All right. Taste it. All right. This this is this question's for you, Kyle. Okay. Because I'm paying attention. Even though we all love, you can call me Al. I don't think anyone loves it quite like you do. Agreed. It is your, on Slack, it was the 2019 song of the summer. Mm. It, it was. Become it was. 2018 was um, 16 Tons by Tennessee oh, Ford. Yep. <laughs> so I, there's no telling what it's going to be next year. If, if that selection <laughs> wow. gives you any indication. Quite a range. 20, 2020 could be any number of things. Yep. So who in the wrestle, wrestling community would you recommend be my role model? My old one ducked out back down the alley with some roly-poly <laughs> little bat-faced girl. So who's your role model in wrestling? Ooh. Oh man, this guy needs a new role model. I think he needs one. Okay, because um, the other one ducked out with some really poor bat-faced girl. Bat-faced girl. Uh, <laughs> man, this is tough. Who do you look up to? Me personally? Yeah, that's a role model. I think you have to go with Austin DeSanto. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just—it's kind of like coming back towards uh, to the Michigan football. It's the, the Jack Harbaugh, the father of the Harbaugh's, attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And Austin DeSanto does that, you know? It is unknown to mankind. <laughs> enthusiasm of DeSanto's level. Uh, just the way he, the intensity, you know, focus. Um, it's got to be DeSanto. Okay. I did not expect you to say that, but I actually agree. Yeah, tough to argue. Tough to argue. Made a good point, right? He d- that is a good point. If if the goal is intensity, and focus on one thing, and just like it's him, grit and blue collar toughness. He's he lives it. for this. He, he sometimes tries right. to break people's arms. Mm, that he does throat slash sometimes, but it's all part of the intensity <laughs> package. Was, I mean, you overblow this throat slash. I, thing. Hey, I'm not anti when when Eric Montoya 
did it to the at Iowa. Yeah, that was didn't, that was an all-time moment. Didn't our fr- a friend of the show Braxton Amos do it at Fargo? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think after he tacked Crosby in the finals. I yeah. know there was a little throat slash there. I think there was. Um, People take the throat slash out of context. It just means <laughs> I'm going to cut your throat. Yeah, they do. <laughs> why is that the Why is that the murder symbol? Why don't they do? They don't, people don't do a lot of other. There's so few throat slashings these days, just statistically. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> probably more strangling. It should be a lot of. It the, should be you know something with it. Yeah, strangling. it should be the astronaut pew pew pew. Oh, pew pew. Yes. Yes. Shot him down, Anthony. Yeah. Shot him down. This is yeah. a great conversation for serial killers to have, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What's the best way to mime that you're going to kill somebody, specifically a random person yeah. that you just... Well, who who would you tell him to look up to? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of directions. If you want to go, like, I don't, like, a real role model, like, I think Yanni would be a great choice. Um, I, I can get with that. I can get with Yanni. Um, I don't know. You guys give some. I don't know. Y'all, y'all, y'all chime in. Well, I just looked up uh, the highest-ranked guy on WrestleStat, whose first name is Al, and it's uh, Albert Urias of CSU Bakersfield. So you can call him Al. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, maybe you go. I think you go with maybe a guy like a Matt Cathell, because most of us, let's be honest, <laughs> don't have the potential. Man, that's a deep cut. Was, deep this cut. is a break call, right? Here. This we is don't have two shows in a row with Matt Cathell. Dude, that's right, because we talked about his junk. Yeah, he's, he's making a, a comeback. Most of us don't have. I wish he listened. The athletic potential to to follow the instructions of a guy like Yanni or a guy Bat like. Bat out DeSanta. of hell, Matt Cathell. But you got Matt Cathell, who who, you know, spends probably more time than any of us eating potato chips on the couch in his pajama pants and he's <laughs> figuring out how to win high level matches. So I think he's the role model. You figure out how does this guy pull it off? Okay, yeah. that's mine. Mine's easy. God. <laughs> okay. I like the whole uh, the Highly Clan. Oh yeah, they're, oh, they're yeah. chowing down on hoagies. They're the hoagie. sandwich eating guys. They look Hug like dog. superheroes, and they wrestle tough. Uh, I like that pick. Yeah, and they're yeah. funny online, and they're funny online. They have a good time. Ryan Price is funny online. Ryan Price, is <laughs> yes. Great. yes, that guy is a laugh a minute. Okay, um, I think he did. He say he listened to FRL at least sometimes. Yeah, he said he listens just to hear Willie get yelled at. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good uh, reason to listen. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, who doesn't? Probably listen? why a lot of people listen. Yeah. Brock Desert took the rest of the week off to grieve that there's no Iowa City duels this year either. So that is rough. Mm, R.I.P. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Hang in there, Brock. Okay. Um, next question. I still want to know why Spencer Lee didn't choose top in the second period of the NCAA final. We nearly pinned Jack Mueller at the end of the first. Additionally, Jack beat Rivera by riding him tough, and Spencer took bottom. Jack nearly cradled him. He did technically cradle him. He didn't turn him, but he had the cradle locked. He had it locked, yeah. This has been discussed, and I think, I guarantee you, Mulder Akers asked this because he saw the Hawkeye uh, schedule in the the little pre-roll video button was that match because I watched it yesterday too and I thought kind of the same thing and it's kind of just something in college wrestling the auto bottom is just a thing you just take bottom it doesn't always have to make sense you can be unturnable and you just or you can be amazing on top and vulnerable underneath it doesn't matter and like Spencer's been vulnerable underneath in the past right and for sure top is Mueller's wheelhouse I don't know why he did it but it didn't matter he won 5-0 to zero, I believe yeah the, the auto bottom top you know what you pick thing is an entire different ball of wax that could lead us into many tangents. But yeah, I you know I think you're good. You're gonna 
you're going to win almost anyway. There's tactics, and then there's, you know, it shouldn't matter on one hand. I think of note, looking forward, uh, Virginia is going to be at Midlands this year, and so mm-hmm. maybe we see, maybe we see if he takes a different tact next time around. Okay. Interesting. Thick Bass should be there too. Thick Bass. Oh, of course. Okay. Who are your favorite you? non-Americans who will be competing at Worlds to watch? Note, excluding USA transfers like Mitch Jinamine. So who are your faves? Uh, Dave Babe, right off the bat. I you were going to say that. Why wouldn't you say Dave Babe? His name, real name is David Baev. Um, but he's the 70-kilo guy. Um, you know, pulling for green, obviously. Uh, but he's just fun. He's a young talent. I think he's like a junior champ or silver, something like that. Um, and he's just part of that, you know, Russia's endless wave of just you know solid guys and his name is fun to say Odaguru give me Odaguru mm-hmm. he's really really fun and Bajrang especially when they're I love Bajrang yeah his yeah. pace crazy pace ah I'm kind of I'm gonna go off script here this has been a long time favorite of mine I'm just gonna stick with him uh, I really like uh, Bone Rodriguez yeah YBR. Yeah. he's just it's just and after the the wild ride he gave us last year Sign me up for round two of that. He's been a remorseless slaughtering machine for now on nigh on a decade and a half, mm-hmm. giving us highlight clips the he, entire time. He, like no one scores when their leg is elevated in the air nearly as often as him. Yes. especially the way he does. Like just from one leg, I'm just gonna like <laughs> watch you for five. Is he the Makai <laughs> Lewis of international wrestling? No one is more comfortable. In college right now, on one leg, yes. Makai Lewis. But that's because Makai Lewis peels your hands and puts his leg back on the mat. He's just like, he doesn't <laughs> do a high flyer. He doesn't do a high flyer. Yeah. Let me separate these two real quick. Yeah. 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 What what a monster. Okay. More questions. When do first rankings come out? Brock uh, Desert. Brock Desert wants Spay, college rankings. They were supposed to be out by September 18th. Is that? Yes. That's when we put by them out September last year. September 18th. That's when we put them out last year. Well, I got time then, so lay off me. I'm starving. I'm starving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh, these fries are good. Is Wisconsin going to be third in your rankings? How? When magazines rankings come out, Wisconsin's third. They got. Is Bono on the panel? Like, I get that. Gross and the wick. gross bump is going to be, you know, significant from last year, but all the way up to third. Yeah, I don't know. And then it. I mean, if I was Wisconsin, I would not be that thrilled about that. Ra- They're not going to be a trophy team, are they? I mean, it's tough. Like they're gonna be good. This whole year is oh, you're gonna probably be... looking at a top ten team with yes. Wick and Gross, Absolutely. but a trophy team. I guess yeah. they have Hilger. They have yeah, Hilger Howard too. Thor. And... Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the whole season is gonna be a pain because it's gonna be guys coming in and out, or he hasn't wrestled, or we know he's coming back, or we don't know he's coming back. Yeah. Or who do you include, whether redshirting or not? Uh, so this fall is just gonna be. I don't know. The preseason is going to come out, and then everyone's going to be like, well, you didn't include him, or why is this guy? Is he definitely out? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll get rankings out shortly. I mean, it stinks that world championships are occupying a lot of my mind space right now. But mm. uh, the preseason is really, I don't know, it's more, of a, it's more of a daunting task than it should be because you have last year's, and that is, like, well over 50% of it. Yes. Yes. So hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I don't have, I'm not putting a deadline yet. You won't put a deadline. You can impose a deadline if you'd like. You September can. September. Kind of your job. I don't want to do that. Um, All right, Kyle. September 18th. <laughs> <laughs> That's just. Well, I think we kind of made a promise to the people. 
All right. I don't want to break any show, promises to the people. It's about the people. Well, we made the promise for you. Yeah, on your behalf. All yeah. right. Well, you write the checks. I'll cash them. That's a good system. There we go. All right. So cash that one in. Um, this guy, John, John Feister. Should I force my friend to potentially miss? Oh wait, my friend and I have been going to NCAA tourney for six straight years, despite falling on my wife's birthday some years. This Props. this year, his firstborn is due tourney weekend. Hmm. Two part question: Should I force my friend to potentially miss the birth in order to go? Yes. If <laughs> answer that okay. question. Okay, Stephen Kyle. Bracky's in the same situation right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> you're and you're literally missing everything, Bracky. We're not gonna see you again until like I don't know NCAA's or I Big know. Tens. So if no, what is a dual meet road trip we can do instead? Something like a Iowa dual Friday, Iowa State dual Saturday. We need to get on that. We need to find because you know what, John Feister. I want to be on that trip too. Maybe not so much with you and your friend, but I want to do <laughs> want to do that thing, right? Fun weekend, Friday, Sunday, in wrestling country. So we'll do a little more once all the um, calendars are out and we can look. We'll find a good Friday, Sunday for you and your friend because that is a good alternative. Might I also suggest do uh, you could do you just go to Vegas, CKLV. That yeah. could be fun. Oh yeah. Um, you could do you could go really crazy. Since you can't do NCAs together, you should do the Midland Scuffle back to back. Oh yeah, you could technically drive that. I um, like the I like the CKLV idea. I think that's a hidden gem in the lineup. It has been the toughest non yeah. NCA or conference championship tournament the last couple years. Uh, Midlands and Scuffle are also great options if you want to go to one or both. But you're in Vegas, so there's plenty to do when you're not. You know, no offense to Chattanooga or the suburbs of Chicago, but mm -hmm. you're in, you're on the strip. And then uh, you, I mean, wrestling is great because no other sport gets you that close to the wrestlers. The access is incredible. You're walking by and there is all the D1 All-Americans yeah. and NCAA champions just chilling on the same floor as you as you go around. Your ticket gets you, you know, you'll have great seats because it never gets too crowded. And is Binghamton coming back to CKLV? You might see Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin may be roaming Ooh. the convention center. You could bump into him. He's a very nice guy. Doesn't oh. like it when you don't put Binghamton uh, high up on the preseason. What do we uh, do about this? Yeah, on the, on the, on the yeah, preview when you don't rate them uh, sufficiently high enough. That and that is fair, and as as he should. And I appreciate Billy yeah. uh, advocating for his Bearcats. Also, I'm pretty sure Jay Jaggers ran into. He did. Al Davis, or not Al Davis. Mark Davis. Mark Davis, the son of Al Davis. So he, so you could run into Mark Davis. He was in could, the yeah. in that hotel for some reason. Another big plus. Also, I found a weekend for our guy. All right. What is it? February 15th, uh, Minnesota at Iowa. It's a Saturday. And then the next day in Ames, Iowa State wrestles you and I. That's a pretty That's good one. one. That You cover all three D1 Iowa teams. Even though it's only one duel, that Iowa-Iowa State weekend, it's going to be the weekend of Thanksgiving, which feels like there's a little added, uh, you know. Kids it is? There. I, Kids it's the weekend home. before. Yeah. Before? Yeah, yeah I hope not. Jeez. It's the weekend before. <laughs> I'm going to that. <laughs> you're like, well, so much for Thanksgiving in the Forget finals it. house. Forget yeah. it. It's out. Learned, yeah, you're coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay, cool. So, John, there's going to be a lot of good options. But look into Vegas. You can get to Vegas in December cheap. You can stay there cheap. Yeah. You won't even have to road trip. You won't need a car or anything. You can um, big public transportation. Nomad and I one year we stayed the I forget Vegas was somewhere weird one time. 
wasn't like it where it normally was. Was the Westgate or the, in the main convention center? It wasn't there one time, and we ended up taking the train. It was freezing that, anyways. That, that little monorail guy. Mm -hmm. You took that thing. Yeah, it's fun, uh, and you get yeah. to check out. You know, it takes you by like behind the casinos, and you get to. You know, the sites are a little different. It's fun. Yeah. Real blast. Last question from Hawkeye Report. <laughs> Bajrang is ranked number one in the world, and he lost to Yanni, who lost to Ryan Deacon, who lost to Caleb Young. Does this mean that Caleb Young is the best wrestler in the world? Obviously, it does. Theory board. Kyle. I love it. We yeah. haven't done a theory board in I know. far too long. But yeah, Caleb Young is number one in the world. We got to get Pepe Silvio on that one. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done a good a good one in, in some time. Frankly, everything's been been a mess since then. All right, did... Kyle Bracky, do the minutes. Oh, no, I did not. Dang it! <laughs> mm. This show is so screwed. Boiled. <laughs> oh, I really messed up. I should have reminded you again. Um, it's okay. We only talked about, like, three different things. <clears throat> well, any any uh, anything I missed? Anything you guys want to discuss before we depart? Uh, good tip for watching Worlds. Uh, this is how I like to do it. And shouts <laughs> to anybody that stayed up for Tashkent 2014. This is like the same time zone. Yeah. So you'll get to relive that. We all experience. know that, dude. Yep. Everyone knows yeah. the Everyone's seen Tashkent a globe before. Um, but the, a good thing is to stay up real, like, you know, past midnight or so. The first match is going to be like in the, in the small hours of the night. You stay up, you can do it, you can watch like the first match. Then you look at the match order and you're like, all right, there's a couple more American matches I'm going to stay up for. As soon as you go, all right, I got another maybe 10, 15 minutes for this match, fall asleep instantly, completely ruin that plan, and then wake up like 20 minutes late for work and then uh, follow along while you're driving to work, like the semifinals and maybe finals. I that think. does actually not sound like a good plan. No? No. You don't think people should enjoy that? I mean, it worked awesome in 2014. My, my tradition in Wyoming was always... Uh, get up early. Go to the go to the uh, twenty four hour Mexican restaurant and get a breakfast burrito. Mm. Later found out connected to the Sinaloa cartel and El Chapo, but that's so why you the burritos break are so cheap. Ch El Chapo out of prison, basically. I did, mm -hmm. and uh, but get get a good breakfast burrito. Boy, you know, get some coffee going, and you know, yeah. ready to rock. Just don't sleep. There's no good way to do it. Yeah. yeah, there's there's really not because You'll be what, sick by the wrestlers just yeah. don't want you will be sick. You will have some sort of uh, disease. Yeah, you're gonna get a cold. Just you know, just fine. By the end of that, you're gonna be sniffling and miserable. And uh, but hey, it's worth it. It's worth it. Okay, Stephen Kyle, you got anything? No, I'm all good. Uh, a lot of people hated Space Mustache, so there was that. You know really? What? Hey, Man, can, can I? I can't believe how many people are wrong about that. First of all, jealous. There's a lot of people that have been jealous about my mustache ever since I started growing it, and that's fine. I appreciate uh, that you know you're upset that you cannot grow one as luxurious as this. Second of all, the whole reason this mustache is here is what our rivals, the Russians at Worlds, what is their most common facial hair? Beard, no mustache. It is the Abe Lincoln, the beard with no mustache. So I think anyone without a mustache is insufficiently patriotic to support the Americans right now. If they're gonna, if they're gonna. Put on an Abe Lincoln costume. <laughs> Maybe we go like Lenin or Stalin costume. Oh, throw everybody off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nobody will know what's going on. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's get the heck out of here. There's the music. It means it's time to go. We thank you guys so much for listening to 406 episodes of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. A reminder to you. A little plug. Mike Mal's Deep Dive Live at... uh. 10. 10 a.m. That's 40 minutes. So take a nap. Get all your work done for the day. You have 39 minutes to do it. And then come back and watch more more great content. I think he's going to be breaking down Snyder versus Sajalayev, yes. which that match uh, may come up this year. 
hope so. We hope so. Knock on wood if you're with me. Shout out John Gruden. Shout out Hard Knocks. Shout out to you for listening. We will be back next Tuesday, right before Worlds begins, right? No. Worlds uh, will be in the middle. Yeah, yeah Sunday, middle of Sunday is, I think, the first. Saturday, right? So Saturday? hopefully we will have some uh, medals to report. If not, we'll report on other things. Thanks, guys. We'll see you Tuesday. <laughs>